so we left the cave in a hurry. I'm still a bit embarrassed that I hadn't noticed the lack of an entrance before. But how could I know? There were all those tunnels. I couldn't know where they led. Either way, flying on the back of a dragon is incredibly surreal. Kitty didn't much care, but I was able to forget all my worries for a while. The view was just too gutsing amazing. I admit, for a little bit, I thought we'd found a solution for our coming journey. We could just fly on Blackie and travel much quicker. That thought fled after we touched ground again. Blackie dropped on her belly and... This is Nidak, my adventure, written down in a better way than I can tell it. Episode 16 Descending When flying, Nidak loved looking out of the window. The view was always wonderful. But in truth, it never showed all that much. Endless patches of green, brown, blue. Sometimes only clouds. Pretty, yes. But she loved it more when the airplane was closer to Earth. When the real beauty of below showed. Close enough to see details, far enough to see a lot. She had never flown over an area of pure nature as what she saw now, stretching endlessly beyond her vision. When Blackie turned around, perhaps circling was an easier way to descend with humans on one's back. Neda could see the tunnel through which they had exited the cave. The opening let out a stream of water dropping into a flowing waterfall cascading over multiple rocks. Around that one were many more waterfalls, all coming from other tunnels in what appeared to be the side of a small mountain. The sight was mesmerizing. Sun rays hitting the falling water shattered into a million different colors. The base color was a shining golden, but hidden in between were thousands of small rainbows, caused by all the different levels, depths, strengths, speeds and widths of the waterfalls. Then Blackie's circling turned them back around. Once again, Nidek's breath hitched before letting it out in an outstretched whoa. Definitely nothing she'd ever seen from an airplane. Perhaps people who did all the base jumping and craziness like that knew how pretty things could be. But surely even they had never seen anything like this. It is quite extraordinary, is it not? Whiny almost had to shout to be heard over the wind rushing past them, but still managed to find the perfect volume. She didn't have to cringe in the way it sometimes went when someone at a loud party tries to speak and nearly breaks the other's eardrum. She merely nodded. She knew how embarrassing her voice sounded when she had to yell. She'd already embarrassed herself enough in front of him. There were no words to express the magnificence of the view, the magnificence of the other realm. This area of it, anyway. 
Perhaps it was a combination of New Zealand, with its lakes and large hills. A bit of Australia, the outside, not the inside. With brilliant beaches along cliff sides. A piece of Brazil, with vast jungles, green and moist and colorful. There was such a variety of diverse landscapes. She wondered how that worked with the climate. This place has magic, so why wouldn't the environment be magical? She accepted that thought for now. The best thing of what she could see was the lack of people. No human settlements, no human interference. Her heart warmed even more at the sight. She loved what technology could do, but she resented what it had done to Earth. The amount of suffering and death it had brought to both people, animals and nature. She didn't allow her mind to wander off in that direction, but relished in the bliss of seeing something amazing. Kitty didn't care about anything around him. He appeared soundly asleep in front of Nadek, head towards her, tail fluttering beside him. How could he be asleep? Somehow he managed to look comfortable while on top of the dragon's spine ridges. This was one of those times Nedak wished she could take photos. Their flight soon came to an end. Blackie's feet hit the ground. The landing wasn't smooth, but none of them fell off during its bumpiness. Nedak slid off as soon as he could, almost before Blackie stood still. No matter how much she'd enjoyed the view, having solid ground under her feet did feel good. Blackie had dropped them off next to a lake, formed by some of the waterfalls. The reason for her choice of landing spot became obvious immediately as she stepped towards the lake. As she stepped toward the lake and drank with big swallows, dropping on her belly as she did so. The flight must have exhausted her. So much for flying on a dragon to make the journey quicker, Nedek thought, with a relief she would never admit to anyone. So, do you know where we are? Was there anything at all you recognized from the air? I know we're likely not even near your parallelogram kingdom, but you must have gotten a bit of general geography lessons, right? It would be easier if that slurp had destroyed my back with my map. She turned to Whiny while asking the question, grumbling that last bit. Her mouth stayed open after the last word, as he stood there with his upper body bare, in the middle of removing his pants. That was not what she had expected. I am not certain, but... What is the matter? He frowned at her. She realized she'd been staring and shook out of it, making a shooing motion with her hands. She was sure she saw a small smile before he ducked his head to remove his underpants. He was naked once again. Honestly, I would think you would be used to seeing me nude by now. You have seen me more without garments than dressed. I am taking a dip in the lake. It might make for an acceptable bath. 
The lake in the cave was too cold. This might be bearable. As for where we are, I am not certain. Like I said, he jumped in the water, ducked down and appeared again with a puff. But I believe I did see the spiraling spinal spine pines. If that is so, we should go in that direction. Not because I know where to go from there, but because there is a small city nearby and we could possibly find a new map there and perhaps hear more about events. By the time he finished speaking, Nadek had also undressed and gone into the water, after making sure he wasn't looking in her direction. It was cold at first, cold enough to evoke a small squeak, but quite good after a while. With her period in full swing, being in this much water was a treat. If only she could stay in the lake until it was over. She thought about what he'd said, but didn't have to ruminate on it for too long. There weren't many other options. Good, we'll go there. I suppose you remember which direction they were? He gave her a look which said, I am not an idiot, but nodded anyway. It was where the sun sits now. Nedek tipped her hair back. She liked the crawling sensation on her scalp from the chill water. On the riverside, Blackie had already snuggled up with Kitty. Nadek snorted at that. Those two slept whenever and wherever they could. I never heard dragons are so odd. Whiny sounded amused and ponderous. He floated closer to her. There, I do not have to speak quite as loud now. Dragons are elusive and not much is known about them. We know them most of all from stories. I do not believe I have ever heard someone claiming to have seen a dragon. Not anyone trustworthy. It is said that their numbers appear to be dwindling. Of course they are. It's a classic. The dragons are rare and almost extinct trope. I should call this world Traponia instead of the other realm. She chuckled at her own joke. Don't look at me like that. You don't even know what a trope is. But believe me, this planet of yours is full of them. His face contorted even more in confusion. What is a planet? She rolled her eyes at him. Almost, she swiped her hands forward to splash him. But that was one trope she didn't want to fall into, no matter how fun it might be. If I tell you that, I'd have to tell you many other things and it would blow your mind. We have more urgent issues now besides mind-blowing. Let's just say it has to do with the stars, which are really also... Uh, it doesn't matter. Talking about stars, they might be one of my most favorite things here. She trailed off, stopping herself right in time from mentioning light pollution and the effect it had. That would have been even worse than telling him all stars are suns. Maybe I can explain some things while we're on the road. An idea struck her and she cooed. Ooh, and perhaps you can teach me how to use that magic of yours? 
my employers have granted me with a little bit of magicness, enough to be able to skip. So maybe I could do other things too. Whiny had been coming closer to her, but she'd been steadily moving away from him. No matter what his intentions were, she didn't want to take any chance. He's hot and a ruler, but that didn't mean she was going to throw away her rule of not sleeping with the guys she rescued, even if they tend to invade her dreams. I apologize, I would be more than happy to teach you. His face scrunched up, reinforcing his apology. Only descendants of the Water Crown are able to use the power of the squares, so I am afraid you would not. I can, of course, show you how it is done and how it works, but you will not be able to practice it. I should have expected it. Another trope. Only royalty can use magic. She barked her laugh. Classic. After making sure Whiny wasn't watching, she climbed out of the water and whispered something to Blackie. The dragon winked at her in understanding. She knew she probably could have thought it and Blackie would have understood, but that felt too uncomfortable. About ten minutes later, they set out on a walk, off towards the spiraling spinal spine pines. The name sounded familiar, she may have seen it mentioned on her maps. Not for the first time since talking to the slurp, she wondered what her parents had been up to, ensnaring Nedek in her own tropes, and now Earth might even be in danger, the biggest trope of them all. You have been listening to Nedek, Chapter 16, Descending. Narrated by myself, Nadek. Adventured by and lived through by Nadek. Written in a better way than I can tell it by Astrid Jeff. Don't go just yet. We've got bloopers coming up. Before we get to those, we just want to say that if you head over to astridjeff.com, you can find transcripts and full chapters of this podcast. Even more, you can find an unedited draft of Nadek at least up to 15 chapters further than a podcast goes. So, if you're keen to know how the story continues, you have the option to go and read. Find us on Twitter at Astrid Jeff and at Nadek and Kitty. If you like this show and would like to support it, a good way to do that is share it around to everyone you know. An even better way is to rate and review it on iTunes or whichever podcatcher you use. Don't forget to follow the show or subscribe for free. When flying, Nedek always loved looking out of the window. The view was Always and always, I've twice always. Seriously, I've edited this like three times. Just remove that one. Oh, fuck's sake. <sighs> we shouldn't have had a chocolate. With brilliant beaches alongside cliff... With brilliant beaches alongside cliff sides. 
What is that? That doesn't make sense. With brilliant beaches, beach, the amount of suffering and death it had brought. He's hot, and the ruler. He's hot, hand off towards the spiraling spinal spine. The name sounded familiar, but what? What?